0: The country was young, a different place. Our hero, Mario, was absent in Sarah, Rass's, uh, in some other land. And while it was gone, a madman named Wario cast a spell on our entire kingdom. Some have called him a monster, others have called him the Pallid Thunder. We seek to learn the story behind the man. This is Ken Burns' Wario.
1: Mario was created one day when my best friend Mario put his hat upside down on a counter. One thing led to another, and bam, Wario takes the stage. Now, Mario, he had tangled with some tough customers giant turtle dragons, dream frogs, pro golf for John Daly. But Wario, Mario was different.
0: I'm a simple guy.
1: I like to ride go karts, and I want to marry Princess Toadstool. Have you seen that girl shake it? <sighs> but this Wario fella, he changed the game. He wanted... money. I mean, have you seen that YouTube video from the bank robbery?
0: I'm a Wario! i am a-gonna win! Give me coins! Ha <laughs> ha! Nobody move or it's going to get messy! He was a monster. And and that's coming from me. I'm saying that. I mean, I'm some sort of Godzilla, Turtle, Spiky, Dennis Hopper, Mutant, Hybrid, Stepchild thing. Cash, gold, bonds, scepters, silks, diamonds. Those were the things the grotesquely bloated parody of a local noted plumber were driven by. Ordinarily kept in check by Bowsers, Mousers, and Mario... All it took was a power vacuum for him to magically seize power. My brother Mario, he was in Sarasaland fighting aliens and mummies, I think. I forget. I went with him in case anyone owned a link of the cable. That Vario, he was a real shit to heal. Turned the whole world against me and my brother. Oh no!
1: was my greatest shame. I live a good life, play some tennis, referee some boxing, fight Kirby and Pikachu, and sometimes I get the Mario Clash. But when the Wario took over while I was gone, I felt a terrible. All of my friends turned into a freaky little Jason Masks and ants with bazookas all over their fanugans. So I did what I had to do. Find the coins they used to lock my castle and a the son of a bitch Fazool. Then I set him on fire. He would have won, too, if he had remembered the golden rule of Mario Land. Watch out for the fireballs.
0: Hi, this is Gary Butterfield. This is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs, a retro video games podcast. And today we're going to be talking about Super Mario Land 2, uh, Six Golden Coins, which, you know, it's a, it's a side-scrolling platformer. Um, well, listen, uh, if we need to describe a Mario game to you, um, this might not be the podcast for you. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Right, right. This is this is uh this
1: is Mario back in his in classic in his classic wheelhouse of of running to the right and curb stomping monsters. Came out in 1992, and it feels much more like a full Mario game than its its Game Boy uh, predecessor. Mechanically, it's kind of like a companion piece to Super Mario World, and graphically too, it looks and plays a lot like that, uh, which came out around the same time on Super Nintendo. And you can freely roam in the world map and choose which zone you want to play in. Kind of a level select similar to Mario World or Mario 3.
0: Which is weird because it's less linear than Mario World or Mario 3 were. You can pick and choose from each individual, you know, differently themed zone as you as you see fit. Right, right. And especially uh, in comparison to, to Mario
1: Land 1, which is, is a lot like the original Super Mario Brothers as far, at least in that in that respect. Right. You know, just a uh, four world each with four four stages. So we're, we're back in kind of open world sandbox. Uh, <laughs> a, just to overuse what gaming clichés can we throw around in talking about Mario.
0: Um, uh, let's hear. controls are crisp. Could we call something um, visceral?
1: It's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's visceral, it just has a high playability.
0: Yeah. Um, good controller feel. A lot of gameplay, uh, a lot of gameplay the, value. There's,
1: there's tons of gameplay. Yeah, replayability
0: um, if you want to yeah
1: right we give it one full hair (laughs) razor um but yeah so so it's it's a mario game i mean we're kind of just down you know dancing around and unlike super mario world one it feels like a mario game
0: so much so like the like the fireballs behave correctly in this one as opposed to being a super ball like it was in Mm -hmm. mario land one um you're not fighting a space elf right (laughs) right right (laughs) um you know, and, and the the power ups are all the classic
1: ones. You know, are are pretty much here with the fire flower and the star and the mushroom. Um, there's also the addition of rabbit ears, which uh, let's he he flat if he gets these, he flaps his his rabbit ears and can do this nearly horizontal kind of hover glide. That is a, a really cool and kind of really empowering mobility power up. Um, that's a little different. It than, lets you
0: skip the most of the level.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you get to a high enough point, it kind of operates like a P wing. Hmm. and uh and can let you go all the way from one end to the other
0: it seems like a missed opportunity it, it, like if you turn mario into a rabbit you would think that he would like jump higher he does jump higher does With he Yours? yeah oh
1: yeah that... l- at least uh, at least one full mario height <laughs> like uh there are there several things i i couldn't get until i got to the the got the rabbit
0: hmm
1: so that's that's a
0: nice little subtle a nice little subtle touch that i didn't notice Neat. uh speaking of subtle touches with the
1: the power-ups one of the things that I, I really like in this um is that when you get the since it's a game boy and it's black and white um when you get the fire flower you know changing mario's color doesn't make any sense what they do is they give him this little feather in his hat to signify that he has the fire flower mm-hmm. and that's just a nice like kind of elegant little design choice you know to signify that you're fire mario
0: it just makes perfect sense although i thought that it turned him into an indian
1: yeah, it it does make <laughs> him look like a like a, a
0: native Mario Landian.
1: <laughs> That's assuming that that Mario came to Mario Land and displaced some kind of native people. Yeah, well no um, he,
0: he showed up. He uses every part of the Koopa. <laughs> <laughs> um, um yeah, but uh being that this was a Mario game on the Game Boy. Uh, Super Mario Land 2 was incredibly popular um, and it actually recently uh, saw a re-release on the 3DS eShop which is how you uh, played it Gary, right?
1: Yeah, yeah that, that is true I, I did not play this game when I was younger um, I just knew the reputation of it
0: mm-hmm.
1: and, uh, and and wanted to play it partly because the commercials haunted me when I was younger. <laughs> the commercials for this game are, is so awesome. Like the the top result on YouTube if you look it up I might splice in some, some sound from it here
2: hey, me Over Mario Land. Don't let Mario get the six golden coins. Don't let Mario reach the palace. The biggest, most dangerous, most challenging Dean Boy adventure yet. Obey Mario. Destroy Mario. Don't fall under Mario's evil spine and shutter Mario
0: Land too. Take <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well do we want to talk about the plot?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it is, it is epic. <laughs> this, this is a, it's a, it's a little, it's, it's Tolkienian.
0: Yeah. It's, oh, it's I mean, let, let's, let's go beyond Tolkien here. I mean, you're, you're going to need like a, like a series almanac here like for uh, something George R. Martin wrote or, you know, the dark <laughs> tower or something like that. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. It's just so complex. I, I, I can't think of any way to any way to present this other than to let me pick this up here and do some, you know, theater okay (laughs) this right here that's the actual manual for my copy that i owned as a child i found Mm -hmm. it (laughs) (laughs) but i but i reproduced the text here so in order to do it justice why don't we read it as it is written in the uh, manual here danger danger Why? i guess
1: this is mario saying this danger danger while i was awake crusading against the mystery alien tatanga i don't know if i might keep doing that all right (laughs) while i was awake crusading against the mystery alien tatanga in sarasa land An evil creep took over my castle and put the people of Mario Land under his control with a magic spell. He has been jealous of my popularity ever since we were boys and has tried to steal my castle many times. It seems he has succeeded this time.
0: Hmm. Wario has scattered the six golden coins from my castle all over Mario Land. These golden coins are guarded by those under Wario's spell. Without these coins, we can't get into the castle to deal with Wario. Right, we must collect the
1: six coins, attack Wario in the castle, and save everybody.
0: It's the time to set
1: out on our mission. So, so, so that's the plot. You have <laughs> you have your six uh, kind of MacGuffins that correspond to six different little worlds in the uh, in the game, and you collecting all of these will allow you to get back into your castle to uh, take on Wario. One thing, since I didn't have the manual, I didn't really realize that Wario was a boy who had been jealous of Mario his entire life.
0: Uh huh. Wow, that's that's is- a little. <laughs> which is weird because like think, think about it most people who you know are playing video games they don't really care about popularity so it's like it's a di- it's a difficult to understand motivation right
1: totally totally and i would think that wario would be jealous of the fact that he didn't like mario doesn't have to sleep in a custom made bed or something like that as
0: opposed <laughs> to his
1: popularity yeah I and mean, wario is is an order of magnitude bigger than than mario
0: he is twice as tall and twice as wide which doesn't make any sense at all honestly mm-hmm. But wow. maybe he's jealous of, you know, Mario because he has a whole kingdom to himself. Right. I mean, let's, you know, let's, let's take a step back here and look at the hubris that's required to actually build a colossus of yourself that is mechanized to, you know, I, I, I presume, you know, stomp throughout the kingdom and forcing your order. Right, right. Yeah. I wonder
1: how my slaves had to die <laughs> to construct these different zones, Mario. <laughs> they,
0: they say, they say their bones are, are hidden in the feet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: So, um so anywho uh the the uh so so we kind of you know we're not gonna go linearly linear- linearly through this no. uh we're just gonna kind of go through the different zones and, and comment on them a little bit yeah um as we go
0: which i so, I, I love the different zones i mean they're, they're they're good i mean some of them like macro zone are kind of repeats of older mario conceits but it's uh, a repeat of like the coolest older mario exa- like exactly. who who didn't want to spend more time in
1: giant land love after, that stage that? yeah it's it's so cool um, and all the, all the, just in kind of generalities, all the different zones in this are totally different and play differently, and it's really cool. Like, they all feel different and look different and have different enemies. And that's something that doesn't always happen in Mario, which I, I really like.
0: And even within, like, different levels, like, what's awesome about it is most of the, since you're following a progression within each zone, like, it, it makes perfect logical sense. So, like, in Tree Zone, you start out on the ground, then you're in the root system, then you're kind of climbing up the, climbing up the trunk, and then you're in, like, a beehive. Oh, I hate, I hate b levels in games. That's <laughs> awful. That's why I can't play Donkey Kong Country. Um, well, there's yeah. lots of
1: reasons not to play Donkey Kong. Country. Well,
0: yeah, but, but, but the,
1: bees are kind of like the one video game enemy that made the transition to the real world. Like if, if you see, <laughs> like if I'm walking toward, you know, walking down the street and I see like a bunch of bees in front of me, I react, you know, in in a way. As if they they present danger to me, like I'm actually Mario, and I guess I don't, I guess I don't jump on them, <laughs> um, which would be, would be difficult. But I, I uh, bees can hurt you exactly the same way that you know
0: Goombas <laughs> and and prana plants can. I just hate them. I, I hate bees. Always have since I was a little kid. Like even just like they built these perfectly geometrical things. Like I don't. Yeah. Sorry. If you if you want to, you now know my weakness, internet. <laughs> <laughs> i know if you want to buy, send a box of gift bees. <laughs> <laughs> to watch out for fireballs at
1: a care of cool rocks. Uh,
0: yeah. I hope that we don't have any apiarists with a grudge who listen to us. But <laughs> but but no. I guess what I was saying was, you know, even though each world is unique to itself inside each level, there's this like this. It, it, there's a again i'm gonna throw out this word diegetic progression where like oh i know exactly where i am it's not just an arbitrary this is what you're walking around in and that's that's cool i think because it leads to things that you don't see anywhere else even in the same world
1: Um, kind of first up is the the tree zone is a, a giant tree that you can uh, can go to, mm-hmm. and this this contains those aforementioned bees. Um, this is essentially you know working your way up a tree, um, so the levels have a lot of verticality to them, um, or this level specifically, and uh, yeah, and this is the first level I remember
0: where the the bunny ear power up was was real key and kind of introduced. Because there's wow. so much platforming, especially when you get towards the top of the tree. You know, a lot of time jumps, a lot of moving platforms um, in the in the form of owls that you jump on top of. Yeah,
1: the, the, the owl. His name is Heavy Zed. And and he, um, I was reading his entry in the manual uh, before we played, and he just looks like so, like, he looks like Johnny Fever from WKRP in Cincinnati or something. Like, his eyes are half closed. I keep thinking, like, it's like, it's going to be a Heavy Zed with W-O-W-L, you know? Um <laughs> You know, you're, you're right time in the night time, kind of like DJ kind of thing. Because he's just this, this chilling out huge owl that if you jump on his head, you know, that's fine. Like he's, every other owl I've
0: ever curb stomped t- <laughs> and this owl is fine. Yeah, yeah. He, well, he can support you because his bones aren't hollow. Right, yeah. right. That's why he's heavy. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, keep in mind, only one of them is Heavy Zed. You have to remember, Heavy Zed has other friends that will give Mario a ride too. Right, right. right. So... <laughs> reading that directly from the manual but uh, you're fighting a lot you're fighting lots of ants and uh it throws a nice little curveball at you there's some enemies that can't be killed by stomping on them in fact it hurts you like the ants that have little spikes coming out their back right and some of the ants they they have spikes that come out of their back but it's on a timed
1: system so the spikes mm-hmm. kind of uh sprout and you can jump on them when there's no spikes there's also i really like the ants with the the bazooka tied to their head <laughs> or like attached to their head like those those things look nice, and these these one thing is kind of generally true of the enemies in this game is that you get Goombas and Koopas and Piranha Plants, but other than that, almost all of these enemies did not uh, never appeared in another Mario game, and never got like the whole you know even Mario Two, which introduced like Shy Guys and stuff like that. There are licensed toys and products based on those. Mm-hmm. These guys are never to be seen again.
0: Yeah,
1: and that, that's really unfortunate because some of the designs are really neat and,
0: and strange. They're not canon, Gary. They're not canon. Right. This is Gaiden. <laughs> Super Mario Land Gaiden. <laughs> Um, and,
1: and that kind of like that strangeness um, kind of pervades the game, and is one of my favorite things about it. Is that it feels like it feels different than than other Mario games. It's really odd. Like the enemies are odd. The design is a little
0: odd, and I really like that. It, keep keep in mind that the majority of what happens in other Mario games is odd too. So that this that this is odder than that, or odd more odd in a different way. Uh, yeah, just, less consistent with that. Yeah, yeah, I guess is more what I mean. Like that's odd. And this
1: is like a new odd. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, but that's more consistently odd. It uh, seems like maybe, that, maybe that's not true. I guess like if I'm thinking about Mario games, it's only in the last like few years that they've gotten, uh, you know, kind of more homogenous. Yes. It seems like so.
0: And I'll admit here, I've never played a Wario Land game. Mm. So I, I wouldn't be able to tell you if, if, if these guys show up in the Wario Land games either.
1: Not, not to my memory. Like I played the first Wario, like Super Mario Land Three, Wario Land One, and Super Mario Land Four, uh, Wario Land. I played both of those, and I don't remember seeing any of these enemies.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, they would be weird in Wario Land Four, Wario, La- Mario Land Four, Wario Land One, whatever it's called. The fourth <laughs> in the series is really real, like a real weird departure, kind of like Metroidvania. Just to throw <laughs> out, It's just more gaming cliches. Oh yeah. Um, kind of like a weird kind of Metroidvania uh, exploratory game. The mm-hmm. third one, um. Is really interesting in that it, uh, Mar Wario is invincible and you enemies give you kind of what would be considered negative status effects. Like one of them sets you on fire, but that's how you get through puzzles. Like, once you're set on fire, you can run through cobwebs because they burn. Like, oh. once you get stomped down flat, you can go under short,
2: you know. <laughs>
1: but you have to let the enemies, you know, the enemies pretty much can't hurt you, they can just give you these status effects.
0: It's really interesting, and I don't think they've done that with another. Another game. Yeah, no wonder Wario's taken over all these things. He's invincible. Totally he can't be killed. It's the <laughs> fucking Highlander.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um.
0: but, uh, but yeah, that's a, a a lot of weirdness and very very well designed weirdness. Mm-hmm. So it's not objectionable in in some ways.
1: So after uh, after you conquer the tree zone, um, why we have what we think is uh, what's well, not Mario's first trip to space because there's a spaceship level in Mario Land One. Yes. Yes, but it's Mario's first out of the out of a spaceship,
0: um, you know, spacesuit, trip to space, <laughs> in the space zone. Yeah, like a precursor to Mario Galaxy, as we'll hear a little bit later in one mm-hmm. of the voicemails that we got. But, uh, yeah, I liked this zone. You get up there by uh, by by riding in a hippo snot bubble, I guess, something like that. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't understand, I didn't understand that be, part of it.
1: Um, anime, for <laughs> some reason, sometimes anime characters show that they're sleeping by having a snot bubble out of their nose. <laughs> Maybe that's what's going on. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, but th- this is a cool level. Um, you know, the, uh, the you can you have infinite kind of jump height,
2: mm-hmm. and it,
1: it, the way that it you know it lets you know this is kind of strange. Like you just get to you know your jump feels a little different, but it, you the longer you hold down A, the higher you go, mm-hmm. and you just kind of have that control over it, which I another mechanic I don't think I've seen in, in a Mario game.
0: I forget. It's basically like swimming, right? Because you can, you can like re-jump after you're in the air. Is that correct?
1: I think that you, and I might be getting confused with when you're in the, the bubbles. Uh-huh. I think you just hold down A and you just yeah. shoot upwards. And then you had to let go to to go down, almost like you're operating a thruster
0: mm-hmm.
1: on a, on Mario's feet. Yeah.
0: But they, but they compensate for this and space zone is a, is regrettably a very short area but they compensate for this in the in the last level by giving you an auto scrolling kind of limitation where it always moves you right and uh, you have these angry stars who uh, uh, will kill you or you know downsize you as you as you hit them. And uh, want... <laughs> downsize. Well, you know, like, I like that as... no, I know what you mean. I just like that as an adjective for it, or uh, a verb for it. Yeah. well still, they'll 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 they they'll knock you down a peg. You know, yeah. take you down a notch. Um, but uh... I was just imagining like Mario getting fired
1: and having to go home to Peach and like explain <laughs> like he he touched a star and then like it's made
0: redundant. And has to go.
1: <laughs> I get the downsized. Um,
0: so many bad things are happening to Mario. He's being hung upside down. And he's being. <laughs> <you
1: know. laughs> Nintendo, don't give yeah, us right. control of the Mario franchise. Don't do
0: that. We'll take it in very dark directions. Uh, we've already established that with Mario RPG, right? He's a, he's a, he's a veteran.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's got a long and storied life. He's kind of like the Forrest Gump of Nintendo. Like, he was in Vietnam.
0: He was in the, the, the Sarasalan Wars. He was, in, he was in everything. Yeah. But uh, uh, one rule of, of side-scrolling platformers is that auto-scrolling and implacable obstacles does not fun make. Right, <laughs>
1: right, and, and you know the level, like even if, you know, where you're forced to go to the right and you just have to know in advance where things are, Um, it's kind of like a weird horizontal take on that mm. uh the Quick Man stage from Mega Man 2, yeah. when you're falling and those lasers come through, it's kind of similar, where you just have to make the right decisions like pretty quick, so uh yeah, so that that's pretty much the space zone, you know, we notice we haven't talked about the bosses, we didn't talk about the boss in the tree zone, they're really easy and generic, like they're just like, what is a creature that would be here? <laughs>
0: Anyway, I I, I kind of like the space zone guy though, just because this pattern was easy. I, I, I yeah, don't know. But they're they're uh, all they're all pretty easy up until you know, and actually all the bosses are easy. Yeah, I think I don't
1: think any of the bosses are hard. You have to mm. jump on them three times.
0: I take um, I, I take umbridge on at least right. one instance, and we'll get to that. But okay, <laughs> yeah. So so after uh, conquering
1: the space zone, um, you head over to the the macro zone, which is awesome. You you go through <laughs> a pipe and you shrink down to this tiny little ant sized Mario. And you're in a giant house. And, and as we mentioned before, who did not want more of the giant zone from Mario 3? Uh, my favorite set of levels from that game by far. Oh, yeah. And and now we have a little bit more, except you're in a giant house. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, uh, it's a little bit like there's a Super Nintendo game that nobody played called Harley's Humongous Adventure <laughs> that I rented a bunch. And it was noteworthy because your character was Claymation. Oh. And that was the premise of Harley's Humongous Adventure is that you were shrunk down in a house. And uh, all your weapons were like thumbtacks and paper clips and stuff like that. Oh. It was kind of neat, like while not being that, you know, it's not good, but it was, it was pretty neat. And that's what this kind of reminded me of.
2: Yeah.
0: So it was, it was, it was honey. I shrunk the clay fighters.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. Very similar.
0: <laughs> but, uh, this, the, this one is neat too, because you're going from the basement to the attic. Um, and one of the, one of the funny things is in one of the levels, I think it's like the second or third one, you come up through an S pipe and then you're in like this big basin of water. And you realize that Mario just came into the house through the toilet right (laughs) so this might be the first and only instance of mario doing any actual plumbing in a mario game
1: yeah yeah and if when as as the the regent of uh of mario land and plumber like this is probably a skill that he used all the time like if you could shrink down and get down into your pipes that would that would be very useful (laughs) <laughs> snakes we don't need no snakes he's he's, he's, a, he's a human plumbing snake <laughs> so yeah so this again you know you're just kind of going through uh through a, through a giant house and and walking around on like uh books and uh and dishes and stuff and just you're really neat again just really imaginative
0: and at the end you fight a rat in the attic and i remember him being harder when i was young although i guess everything was harder when i was young because i was You know, stupid and uncoordinated as opposed Mm -hmm. to now just, you know, being uncoordinated Uh, as you you get older, you get better. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. Um, But uh, but, you know, his pattern was really difficult for me to get when I was young.
1: He's this is one of those those boss fights where the guy uh, crawls around the borders of the room and sometimes drops from the ceiling. Mm -hmm. It it feels like this was the the boss uh, M.O. in like 90 percent of the boss battles from DuckTales, (laughs) the NES, including the Giants, uh, giant Space Mouse. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it was just, you know he just crawled out and and you know ran around the the borders of the room. God, that was a good game. Yeah, yeah that's a that's a real, <laughs> that's a super fun game. That's that's I mean I, I've mentioned it before, but that's my number one argument in favor of like emulation and piracy. Mm-hmm. Like that game is never going to come out because you know Disney's you know they're they're not going to they're there's just a rights nightmare. Yeah. But that game is so good, you know, mm-hmm. it's just it's too sad for kids not to be able to play that not that i don't think like kids necessarily these days are running out and trying to emulate (laughs) Nintendo games but um you know i should be able to replay it god damn it (laughs) exactly without without
0: without being a petty criminal
1: totally this level is super fun i don't remember having tons of trouble with with the boss in this um but again like i played it with with you know 20 years of platforming experience under my belt
0: so and then after that i mean i i I chose this order when I played it, and also when I when I got the document ready because it was clockwise from the starting point. I was just like, "Okay, I'll take these in order." And so after after that, on the world map is is Pumpkin Zone, which yeah. which I liked, and I kind of wish it was longer. I love Pumpkin Zone, like it, it's it's the Halloween themed
1: <laughs> uh, level. I think that. Um, Public Enemy, when they were looking for inspiration for their seminal "Welcome to the Teradone" <laughs> um, album, might have might have been inspired by this. Uh, the uh, goombas in this are replaced by tiny walking Jason masks with butcher knives, like with little like it's amazing. Like it, it's how did this get made? How is this in a Mario game? It's so weird. It's pretty and dark. <laughs> there, there, and there are all kinds of just like really odd looking like ghosts. Like there's regular boos, but then there are these little like kind of like snake looking ghosts. There are strange ghosts that. Uh, float around in the background, and I, I was never sure whether they were, you know, an actual obstacle or they would they would have a hitbox, <laughs> or not. I love Pumpkin Zone. Yeah, like I, I, you know, I'm just a big fan of like macabre, scary shit in my games anyway. <laughs> did, and uh, did
0: you try and jump on the Goomba ghost?
1: Huh? I would have, except they scared the shit out of me. <laughs> um, no, I did. I, I did. Um, and and you get hurt. Yeah, 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 yeah. He operates like a normal Boo.
0: Mm-hmm. Which is which is a dirty trick because he also behaves like a normal Boo. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, I like that. There's a there's a fucking witch that'll grab every single one of your power ups if you're not quick enough.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you'll 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 uh hit it hit a question box and uh, uh a one up will come out and a witch will come and grab it and you have to chase her down. Real fun. Like and and uh yeah, just I you know again never seen anything like that in a Mario game. Mm-hmm. I was really surprised
0: when it first happened. <laughs> um. And so. then you and then you fight a witch at the end. And again, you know, boss fights are inconsequential. I I don't. I mean, is that something because I've never been able to get a handle on on Mario bosses. I, I mean, just they're almost universally easier than levels than the levels that came before them, right? Yeah, that, that's a great point. Like I, you know, Mario
1: is not a boss based, uh, except until they get to the Galaxy games. Yes, and then the bosses are really fun and interesting. Up until that point, though, I would say you know Mario. Two, three, Super Mario World. Um the bosses are all very easy and, and really samey. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh Mario One obviously, you know, just have to get past them. So if you have a, a one up mushroom, you won. Mario Two is just some variation of like catching bombs and putting them on the platform the boss was on, you know, or Birdo. Mm-hmm. Super easy. And then three, you know, again, like just jumping on jumping on Koopa Kids. And that's and similar to the bosses in this this game.
0: Although the the, the boss fights in Mario World, I remember being really good because they brought in the the, the Mode Seven effects. Uh, so a lot of them they they reuse like the tilty floor a couple of times, but that was really right. nice. I remember it being like holy shit back when I was, you know, young and able to be impressed by Mode Seven effects. But yeah,
1: <laughs> and <laughs> and in the uh, and in uh, Yoshi's Island, the boss fights are awesome because of much the same reason um they're all regular enemies from the game blown up to giant size yeah and they're real i don't know if you've played that game but they're all really creative and awesome Mm -hmm. Um, i need
0: to i need to hit that one actually because i haven't
1: i was really excited that came out as a as an ambassador game Mm -hmm. for the 3ds the the game boy port of it Mm -hmm. so i'm I'm super happy to have a a portable version of that game i love that game
0: Speaking of things that are big and, you know, weird, next is Mario's Zone.
1: Yeah, yeah, Mario. <laughs> in, he, he owns this kingdom, and he saw fit to build an entire country, essentially, out of a giant toy robotic version of himself. <laughs> um, So there's this giant wind-up Mario, which, you know, as a stage makes sense. But if you think about just living in, in Wario, Mario Land, and just every time you look east, having to see this, like, giant eyesore on the horizon um it's like it's you know as tall as like 10 mount rushmore's it's
0: just <laughs> this like tribute to arrogance on mario's part well it's kind of um, it's kind of like a disney castle when you're at disney world you know you you can see it from every point in the kingdom so you know where you're oriented
1: yeah i guess i guess that's true but people people <laughs> live here like presumably, <laughs> presumably. I, I don't know i guess they all live in that giant house
0: you're, you're telling um, me that people don't live at disney world
1: uh <laughs> yes uh, um oh man there goes I my dream hopes to get locked in overnight <laughs> <laughs> damn it okay if you do it'll be like west world so just uh, uh but uh but yeah mario's own is awesome and you you uh there's a zone in uh in mario's crotch so, so you enter enter through his foot work your way up to the crotch similar to like you know adult onset diabetes or something <laughs> and, and then just um mario's crotch is a giant ball pit so, which,
0: so, which is uh, at once a great visual pun and also like a, how did this get past the sensors kind of thing? Totally. <laughs> totally Love it. But yeah, the, the entire zone, you're like, you're jumping up and down on gears and things like that. It's a, uh, it's like the clock tower zones from, uh, from, from Castlevania, except without the hair pulling.
1: Right. Right. Except, yeah, except not hard and with, <laughs> without a good boss at the end. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. The,
0: uh, and there are these, uh, like
1: a good, like a uh, enemy. in this. these, these giant pigs who have these huge, Cannon-like faces that mm. actually are cannons. So there's all these awesome little pig cannons walking around that are adorable and annoying <laughs> in this game.
0: Yeah, and and this this zone has my least favorite boss. Remind me who the boss is. I'm gonna I'm, gonna, I'm gonna say the three little piggies. Oh yeah, you fight the three little pigs. Yeah, you fight the three little piggies, and uh, every other boss. There's just one of them, and you have to bounce on it three times, and then you're done. Except this one, you have to you have to score nine hits on uh, things that move very fast, and mm-hmm. they alter their patterns up. Yeah. So the first one kind of rolls. The second one has like a little short, like arc bounce, and the last one just goes all over the entire screen, and, yep. uh, and it's I, a marathon.
1: Of course, and and after hitting them twice, and they speed up. Oh yeah, right? yeah they get. And it's also kind of thematically dumb. Like, what, what is he doing fighting the three little pigs? In That's his head. A thing. Yeah, in, in his head. What does this say about Mario? What kind of amateur armchair psychology <laughs> can we get into that? Like, when you get into a gigantic version of Mario's head, he fights nursery rhymes. <laughs>
0: like, Well, he's obviously a man-child.
1: Right.
2: Yeah. Well, it, you know.
1: <laughs> but, and, you know, just kind of a weird, you know, all the other bosses are original. Nothing has ever shown up from, like, Grimm's tales, you know, in, in Mario games before. I don't know why it's here now, now. But,
0: else. but yeah, that, I mean, even today, that when, when I, when I beat it, well, not today, last week when I beat it, um, it still like gave me fits. I had to play this one on an emulator because my, mm. my, my niece ran off with my Game Boy color and my copy of the game. Um, Dude. so, so I own it. Um, but she just has it and I don't know where she put it. So, mm. <laughs> so yeah, even, even with the save states, this one kind of gave me fits. Yeah,
1: it's 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 I mean, we'll we'll talk about the kind of difficulty spike here pretty soon. Mm-hmm. But uh, the the ambassador or the uh, Game Boy Advance for uh, the virtual console has built in save states. Oh, just nice. really nice. Um, and I use them uh, only really in this this part we're coming up to at the end. Yeah. Um, before that, though, uh, we also have the turtle zone, which is the the underwater set of levels.
0: Hmm. Which is weird because the turtle eats you and you think that you're going to be, you know, up in them guts. Mm-hmm. Uh, except he takes you to like you're uh, you know you're underwater
1: you you immediately
0: move through his gi track
1: like <laughs> like it, it's just it's just a deleted scene
2: like, it's a missing yeah, reel
1: that, yeah where you're fighting like e coli and and <laughs> and stuff that, that level got cut but um yeah this this is a cool level in the manual it says when you go underwater you turn into aqua mario <laughs> it's how it's, it explains why you don't have to breathe
0: yeah as soon as you touch water, you turn into Aqua Mario. <laughs> See, uh, but the, there's no visual change. There's 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 no nothing. I guess that's better than being like Sonic and making it so that after 20 seconds it plays horrifying music this yeah. yeah, you for life. Drown. <laughs> um. Yeah, this this set of levels is is fun.
1: I remember there's a uh, an awesome there's a uh, shark with boxing gloves <laughs> that you can fight. That is awesome. Love that. Um. Yeah. There, there's not you know there's not really a, a fucking bat. For this for this game but whatever the opposite Of a fucking bat is mm-hmm. I, I give it To the shark with boxing
0: gloves yeah just, just Something so. that's satisfying to kill each and every time
1: And and just looks amazing uh-huh. And you know great little design Awesome little little bad guy Yeah
0: but so. uh, I don't even remember who the boss was for this stage Um, Except that uh, The submarine level in this one was Harder for me to figure out than most of the ghost Mansion levels um, Yeah, It's like easier yeah. to find the bonus zone than It is to find the actual exit
1: Right, and and we'll talk about that just a little bit. Like, there's um, similar to Mario World. There are alternate exits to uh, to one level in each of the the worlds. Is is the idea? I think that one of the I think Mario World Zone is missing it.
0: Yeah, but Mega Zone has it. two.
1: Yeah, yeah. So there's six total bonus, and they don't do much except just lead you to a kind of a challenge level. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. It doesn't even let you advance further on the map. The first one I found was in in the house, and you go up to a level on the roof, and there's lots of one ups. And uh, it's a tricky, fun level, but then you don't get to bypass the level that you found the bonus zone in. You have to go back and find the regular exit (laughs) to continue the stage, which is like, what the fuck? Like, why, you know, why do I have to do that? I just beat the harder version. (laughs) You know, let me, let me move on. Exactly. But, uh, but it it doesn't. So, and I, I didn't find all of those in in my
0: playthrough. Neither did I. I. I found them all when I was young, because when you're young, you only have a finite number of games and you play them to death. Um, but it, it, that, that, the, the secret exit thing was one of my favorite parts of Mario world. And looking back on it now, I think about how remarkable it is that they managed to cram it into this one too.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And they're good and, little
0: places to like farm for power ups, um, for taking on the final stage and also to, uh, farm for coins too, which is nice. Right. And, and just, uh,
1: taking a moment to talk about coins in this game, it, they, they handle them more, you know, in a kind of an interesting way in a way that I haven't seen in other, other Mario games In in this game. Coins are actually money. It's not just an arbitrary kind of scorekeeper. And you don't gain 1-ups automatically upon getting 100. Uh, You can go to a giant slot machine and spend uh, increasing numbers of coins for a chance to win 1-ups. And that's really cool. It's kind of a little bit like Mario 2, that uh, that slot machine mechanic for 1-ups. But um, that was really neat. I really like that.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it gives purpose to it because, you know, other Mario games, like later Mario games, they added special coins that you needed to get in order to progress, you know, in certain ways. But this actually incentivized you to actually pick things up. Whereas in other Mario games, you're like, ah, there's a coin. I really don't want to go out of my way. Whereas with this one, I probably hit every one that I, that I saw. Right.
1: And it's also um, really satisfying because, you, you know, it's you spend like 10 coins, you spend 50, you spend 200. And then you have the option to spend 999 coins, which is the maximum, which I did. And then you have a chance to get a plus 300 up. Like get like 300 levels which you'll never or uh, lives which you'll never use. Like there's no way this game is going to take you 300 lives to get through. No matter how frustrating it gets at the end. It's like here,
0: um, here never worry about a game over. Well, I guess you never worry about a game over anyway cuz the game lets you save, but but still. Right. Right. And I uh you know I think I got 51 up. So it's just kind of cool to get a 50
1: one up.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know Mario games are really good about um yeah, I think, that in, uh, in you missed, you were talking about the the term dopamine squirt. Yeah. Um, Mario, you know, Mario games are all about that. Like the sound effects, the coins, one ups, stars. Everything is just designed to like, just kind of excite you.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, ambiently, and being able to get that many one ups at once, you know, <laughs> made made my Mario one mind like just <laughs> you
0: know, go, go crazy, which is really cool. What am I ever going to do with all these one ups?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And and what you're going to do with those one ups is, you, <laughs> is you're going to uh, take them to Wario's castle because at this point you've found the six golden coins, and uh, this is when the game gets hard.
0: <laughs> like all 32 zones, no problem. This one, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, th-
1: th- this is this is pretty tricky platforming, and it it, it kind of comes out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know, you go through Wario's castle, which is really your castle. You know, you're just taking back. So you set up all this bullshit, uh <laughs> you know, moving <laughs> platforms and stuff. But it, it just it's real tricky and this is where I abuse save states. Yes. Um, you know, so I don't know exactly, you know, how necessary that is. Um, but you know, I did it. Nah.
0: <laughs> I did it too. I, I, when I was young, I beat this level. And when I came back to it, I was like, Oh, I had it memorized. So I know that after I duck under this swinging, uh, you know, spike ball, I have to, I have to, uh, hold, I have to hold down at the very, very edge of this platform so that the big fireball will pass over me. And then I jump over, but not too high because there's one beyond that'll hit me. Then I have to jump up and then time it. And then, Oh, but there are these two, they're swinging next to each other. So I have to time it correctly. I had it all memorized, but I forgot right. how to execute it. So it, it, I spent a lot of time trying to make it in one run and I got pretty far, but I actually, I'm embarrassed to say I forgot that I had access to save states. So <laughs> I didn't do that until I lost pretty much all of my 50 up. <laughs> yeah. Until, until this point, And it's, and I don't think this is impossible or
1: anything like that. Oh, like no, it's no. not, you know, it's not like a Japanese bullet hell, like ROM hack version <laughs> of, of Mario or anything. It just, it, it just gets a lot harder than the rest of the game.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not, I want to be the Mario.
1: No, 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 it's not.
0: No. Um, so, but, uh, so
1: after you, you make your way through the the castle and get through all these various kind of traps and and, and physics puzzle kind of things, um, you finally get to fight the man himself, Wario. <laughs> Who,
0: as we established, is gigantic, four times Mario's size.
1: Yeah. For yeah, no he's, reason. He's real goofy looking, too. Like he, <laughs> he looks manic. Like he looks... If he sat next to you on a bus or something, like you'd move. <laughs> he's, just get he's off and wait for the thing. next one. Yeah, his yeah. eyes are all
0: askew. Got that big yeah. smile, weird mustache. Yeah, oh. no, no, but he. Uh, but it's it's a neat fight because it's a it's a sequential fight, and you have to go through all the power ups. So you fight him once as just him, and then you fight him, uh, you know, with the uh, with the, with the rabbit ears, and then finally you fight him with uh with the fireballs. And when 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 Cole says with it, I mean, it's your your character gets access to these, but Wario does too. Yeah. So
1: it kind of it's the kind of the first hint of that Wario as protagonist possibility, <laughs> like the power ups that work on you work on him just as well,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, which isn't an idea that they extended to everyone until um, in Mario 3D, the, the new one, um, the Koopas and, and Goombas and stuff can get raccoon tails, Ooh. which is which is cool. Like, I really like that. Like, why wouldn't this leaf work for everyone? Yeah. You know, and this is kind of the, the first place, you know, I saw that idea. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it's a real fun, real fun boss fight. Yeah, I, think.
0: I, I didn't. It wasn't frustrating like most final bosses would tend to be. Um, I, I forget. There's no checkpoint in the middle of, in the middle of uh, Wario's castle, so that if you if you did die during him, you'd have to run through the entire thing again. Which, again, was something that I only pulled off when I was young due to an abundance of free time um, right. <laughs> and an abundance of patience as well. But uh, running through the level really wasn't a lot of problem for me because the the the, the music is really good.
1: Yeah, this is. Um, I I for the most part don't like the music in this game, but the, this level I went back and re-listened to some in preparation for recording, and this level has pretty good music. Um, there's some other good music in the in the space zone as well. I think it's pretty decent. All of the tracks feel like they're missing an instrument to me. Well, and, you, and you know you know why, right? Right, because they are because <laughs> it's Game Boy Sound Chip. Like I mean, I, I under but I keep so the um, specifically. Um, I think the it's either the Toy Zone or the Turtle Zone. It's the Turtle Zone. There's kind of this really nice, um, just kind of arpeggiating uh notes high up. There's no bass line that comes in. Mm-hmm. And it reminds me, and this is, you know, dumb video game music geek, you <laughs> know, insider baseball stuff, but the uh the peaceful cave music in Goonies 2 is similar, <laughs> except they have the like a bass line carrying the melody and mm-hmm. it's really nice. Or like um uh the beginning of Wizards of Warriors does the same thing where they just kind of have this like, kind of like a couple chords arpeggiating up high mm-hmm. and then add in this baseline melody, but it's just missing it. And I can imagine it like I can listen to it and hear what it should be doing. Mm-hmm. And it drives me crazy. Like, yeah. it's just really frustrating to me that it doesn't kind of, you know, circle, uh, square the
0: circle or, or what have you. Yeah. Um, and, and just jumping will cause one of the tracks to jump out because it's using that channel for the jump sound effect or any of the other sound effects. Is that correct? Right, right. And, you know, game, game Boy is not, you know, it was never known for
1: its music. Like, it's, you know, it's not that's not going to be a system strength for mm-hmm. this thing. And, and this game fits so much, like stretches Game Boy hardware oh, yeah. and capability so far.
0: It seems petty for me to complain about the music. I mean, well, one thing that I, I can't decide if I like it or if I just kind of tolerate it about the music. But I, I, almost every single song is a is a variation on this kind of like one leitmotif, which is the Super Mario Land 2 theme. And I On one hand yes it's monotonous and, and it kind of lacks um, Kind of a creative spark uh, but, but on the other hand it's interesting to hear How many ways they can work the same melody Into different styles of music
1: Right and, so. th- and that's something I, I can usually appreciate I think that if it had like a uh, NES sound chip or they had just a little bit More room to work they could have mm. done some really neat stuff With that Yeah. So, so, yeah, so you, you kill <laughs>
2: Wario and, and it turns uh, into
1: a
0: baby for some reason
1: yeah, yeah a big, a big, big baby. Which you know, so again, so amateur psychologist wants to get a hold of this game. Um, you know, Mario finally destroys his other, which turns it into a baby. And stuff. Um, but uh, and that, and that's uh, Super Mario Land. You just you watch some some credits and uh, and that's it. Then you're done.
0: So, kind of uh, g- general observations about the game, I and mean, we touched on a lot of these, as we tend to, um, <laughs> <laughs> in in the, in the course of touching, you know, on on the stages in the game. But I have to underline: you said that this game really pushed the hardware. Yes, it, it did. Like, and, yeah. and and I look at this alongside like Link's Awakening, the the Zelda game on the Game Boy, and, and it's like it's proof that you know, in the hands of good developers, full size Nintendo experiences are possible on what is really an amazingly primitive, uh, device that is like one step up from a game and watch, you know?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and it's even more, you know, that stands out even sharper contrast when you look at like the landscape of game boy games, Mm -hmm. like I can count on, you know, just a couple, couple hands, the number of like really good game boy games and the ones that are this good, I mean, are, are very rare. Like, uh, you know, the, uh, the, the, the Mario land games after the first one links awakening, as you said, Mm-hmm. Um, if we're t- taking into account like Game Boy Color, you know the other Zelda games are really good. Mm-hmm. Um, the Ducktales port for Game Boy is exactly the same as the Nintendo yeah. one, which is really impressive. Metroid Two, yeah, Metroid Two. Um, and but other than that, like I mean, there's just so much garbage on the Game Boy. Yeah. Like it, and it just or just very limited kind of games. Like when I when I first got my Game Boy, um, one of the games I got with it was this uh, Gator Pinball <laughs> game, this like alligator related pinball game, and uh, which was fine. But it was still like a you know one like one board pinball game, mm-hmm. you know very limited experiences on the Game Boy, and when it had the opportunity to to kind of branch out, and I've been playing a lot of Game Boy lately because of uh, my 3DS, and kind of going back and and it's like oh you know this this is supposed to be good, and just those those points in which, uh, you know they they really did stretch the capabilities are just awesome. Like this game, you know it looks like Super Mario World as far as the the sprites, like Mario looks a lot like Super Mario World. And uh, it's such a huge leap from Super Mario Land One. It might be the biggest like sequel leap that I can think of.
0: Like, Almost su- certainly.
1: Yeah, Super Mario Land One is just this weird, floaty, blurry. Like I like <laughs> that game, but purely out of out of nostalgia and weirdness. And and strangely, I actually think the music is better in that game than this one. But oh yeah. The uh, man, it's just such a huge leap. And I, I just I can't. I guess you know I haven't seen similar.
0: You know. No, and just the the the, the problem with. Game Boy is that I think they had the same problem with with uh, with NES in in that most developers when they wanted to make a game for their crappy licensed product they just made a subpar um, side-scrolling platformer yeah and yeah, like, that's really all that was available for it yeah like I have a Tom and Jerry side-scrolling platformer
1: yeah and I'm, I'm sure it's <laughs> shit oh like, it's I can't awful. imagine that game being, being any good whatsoever <laughs> Um, and then my my uh, I had a friend who I grew up with, who was a, my best friend at the time, whose parents wouldn't let him have an Nintendo, but let him have a Game Boy, mm-hmm. and uh, but they would buy all the games for him because we were little kids. So he got all of the Simpsons licensed game for no, Game Boy, no. all of which are terrible. Until like he finally got Pokemon at one point, and like he had a good game <laughs> for, for Game Boy. But up until that, he just had this like just banging his head against the wall trying to get through these terrible licensed Simpsons games. <laughs>
0: Those things were and, uh, awful. What yeah, was the a Game Boy like, Simpson games suck. Attack of the Martians or something. I have that on Genesis. It was just the worst. There's, there's the Space Mutants, which like yeah. shows up on Nintendo, but these were
1: mm-hmm. like even weirder than that. Like there's it's
0: one like where Krusty's Funhouse?
1: This Funhouse is actually not that bad. Oh. If you're like just in the in that world. It's mm-hmm. kind of like a fun lemmings kind of puzzle game. Mm-hmm. But these are like uh there's like Bart and the Beanstalk <laughs> and Bart Bart goes to Camp Death or something like that. Oh no. And they're they're just the shittiest platformers. Your character is huge on the screen. Also all the Ninja Turtles games for for Game Boy sucked. Like there's just so uh, many I had like, a
0: good I had a good one.
1: It might've been the second one. I feel like maybe that's, that's what happened. Maybe the first one is shitty. I just remember one of them being the, your Ninja turtle was as tall as your screen essentially. Mm -hmm. So you couldn't see anything, you know? And those are, those are the kind of like limitations. We have that lower resolution and that small of a screen. Like you really had to be aware of, and I really appreciate it when developers, developers were. Yeah.
0: Just Nintendo put everybody to shame on that though. They knew that hardware back and forth. Right. And those are all good games. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that um, you mentioned here in the notes,
1: you talked about this as a companion piece to Link's Awakening, mm-hmm. which I really like, like, because they're both kind of um, offshoot games. Like, I really like Link's Awakening, but it's, it is a really strange Zelda game. Like, it plays like Zelda 3, you know, essentially, but the story and the setting and everything is all just a little bit off. And it has those weird side-scrolling elements where you go up against Mario enemies and, <laughs> and everything. And uh, it has that kind of same playful sense of weirdness that this game has.
0: Yeah. God, I want to play that again. It's been years.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm about <laughs> I'm about halfway through it on the uh, that came out on the 3ds Virtual Console. Yeah. And the one the one criticism I have of that game, and and you know, not to go on too side of a tan- you know too big of a side tangent, but is that it's really bad about giving you feedback about what to do. Oh yeah. Like if you if you put that game down for three weeks and pick it up, good fucking luck. <laughs> because then that's where I'm at too. I have no idea what to do next. Mm-hmm. And it's just I can wander the entire world, just kind of you know trying. <laughs> or, uh, it's, it's even hard to find out, you know, exactly what I did last to find my spot on a fac, you know? So,
0: <laughs> yeah. And it's also possible to, like sequence break and like paint yourself into a corner and need to start a new save. Right. Yeah. But it, it's yeah. still
1: amazing. And especially oh, yeah.
0: considering the game boy, like, Oh, I, good. I make, I make no bones. That one is always, uh, um, vying for my, the, for the spot as my favorite Zelda game.
1: Yeah. It's very good. It might even, yeah. it might be for me as well. Like yeah. I'm a big, uh, big, uh, Zelda three proponent. Yeah. I like that a lot too. It's kind of a companion. <laughs> um yeah so and and the nice thing this game kind of uh mario land 2 kind of uh is even a little bit better when you consider how little is wrong with it Mm -hmm. i mean i think neither of us had any major bones to pick with the game um which is not surprising you know like nintendo developed mario game (laughs) like it's it's going to be great um but it's definitely true in in this one and even ways like i i can't say that about later ones like if we had done something like mario sunshine like i have problems with that game Mm -hmm. i mean you know i have problems even with with mario 64 and and in this game, I have you know very little is wrong with it. like it's just really fun, really simple.
0: it's you know I, I hate the word because it, it kind of sounds like core, but it's but it's pure you know yeah it just yeah. it st- it sticks with what you know we love about Mario and that's that's good and it doesn't add you know cruft to it like 64 and uh, sunshine did
1: right and um, the the stuff the things that the kind of ways it branched out were all like set dressing
0: stuff. Yeah. You
1: know, like having this really interesting new environments to explore while, you know, using the same kind of base mechanics we all know yeah. and making them, you know, operate correctly. Yeah. You know, unlike Mario Land 1, it was really <laughs> like, kind of was like a coup, you know, it was really like really, really
0: cool. And all of that was helped by a making Mario like in, in proportion to the screen, uh, you know, of the, the size you would expect him to be and also uh, getting the jump physics right.
1: Right. As yeah. a, which were the two biggest problems with Mario Land 1.
0: Yeah. So, um, I mean, if you're looking for gripes and frustrations, you're not really going to find them here. I think that the only thing I didn't like is the inconsistent difficulty, which, you know, facilitated, not rapidly because you know, it, it makes it sound like it happened a lot, but the three big ones I could think of were the Angry Star level, the three pigs, fuck them, and uh, <laughs> Wario's Castle. Those are the only times where I was like, okay, that's that's enough. Um, and, and like the, the only comparison I can make is if they could have made it like a Kirby's Epic yarn where it was kind of a cakewalk the whole way through, um, Mm. I I would have almost preferred it that way.
1: Yeah. You're not really playing this to, you know, for, for a challenge, even though there is some tricky, you know, fun platforming stuff that you do. Um, it's mostly just kind of go on a tour of these like weird fun environments and, uh, and just get the satisfaction of jumping on shit's head. You know, which is which is which is fun. You know, again, trying as much as we try to avoid gaming cliches, like it's just it's just super fun.
0: Yeah. Um. So you said that you don't have any kind of like mem- you didn't play this when you were young, right? Just,
1: no, I didn't. I just the commercial. Just the commercial, commercial, which and, we'll link and, to in the show notes. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um. But uh, this was the game when I was a kid. It, it really was. You know, because I got a Game mm-hmm. Boy. I think in ninety one, ninety two. And I got Super Mario Land with it, um, and I got Battletoads with it, and I got this. It had to have been 92. So I was about five years old, um, and I carried my Game Boy everywhere with me and I just play this, you know, on and on and on. Um I was mystified by the fact that you could save your game because mm-hmm. that was that was a new concept for me. I didn't have, you know, the original Zelda when I was little. Um no games that I had let's you know, had a battery back save. So being able to pick up like, oh and you need to turn it off now, Cole. Okay, great. I can come back to it later. No problem. Mm-hmm. That was huge for me.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I I can only imagine. You know, I, I wish that I gotten this game at that age. I feel like when this came out and I was seeing the commercials, I may have just, you know, I I'd, I'd moved on. And I was playing a lot of Super Nintendo mm-hmm. and just not playing as much, you know, as many portable games. So there's definitely a long gulf between when I first got my Game Boy and played it like crazy and uh, played that gator pinball game we are talking about. And then kind of came back to Game Boy, you know, through the world of, of being an adult mm-hmm. and having disposable income to buy games.
0: Yeah,
1: um, And this game just kind of unfortunately fell in that little, little place. Even though I do remember having a Game Boy Color and playing that Wario game. And mm-hmm. such, so maybe I just kind of missed it, or it also might have gotten expensive for a time. You know, oh, new yeah. used game stores. That happens with first-party Nintendo games on portable systems. Yes, for some reason, sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, so that might have happened for whatever reason. I missed it. I wish I hadn't though, because I would have probably had a similar similar experience.
0: And you know, this of of course we're going to say this because of the podcast that we do. But God bless, um, you know, places that make these games available on you know for cheap for download. Uh, you know. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah, and that, that's one of my favorite kind of new technology, you know, new progress things. It's easy to, to relive the past, you know, for the most part. And I, I really appreciate that. It's also a really fun thing about just doing the podcast, too, as an excuse to kind of go back to some of these games. Like, um, you know, so we, we, we can kind of reexamine games that we have played. Um, or I've also gotten the chance several times to play games I haven't played before. Mm-hmm. They're just kind of major, you know, uh, uh, holes in my in my experience. And it's really, it's really fun to have kind of a purpose behind it Yeah, going back.
0: We here at Watch Out for Fireballs really like to hear what you think about the games that we're playing. This is a podcast that is all about listener participation, and uh, there are a couple of ways that you can do that. You can send us an email to Fireballs at duckfeed.tv, or you can call us uh, at our voicemail which uh, that is what our response for this uh, game is. That voicemail number is four one nine eight three woff And our voicemail that we have today is from George, who uh, runs the Press Pause Radio podcast. Good podcast that's run by some of my buddies. Uh, let's uh, take a listen.
3: Hey, Cole, This is George from Press Pause Radio. Uh, I noticed that you guys were doing a watch fireballs on Super Mario Land 2. One of the most underrated Mario games ever. It's a fucking shame. And it's sad, too, because I don't know exactly if it's going to be available on Nintendo eShop, which I'm pretty sure it is. I mean, the first party Nintendo game, but it's definitely one of those games that enough attention. It took the right bit, of it, balance of everything between Super Mario Bros. 3 and Super Mario World, and had such a charm to it. I don't think anybody really realizes how cool it is, the fact that you're Mario underwater kicking the shit out of a shark with boxing gloves after you've just obtained a power-up that gives you bunny ears allowing for flight. So amongst that and the fact that the overworld itself had different options, like uh, I believe coin gathering, and I don't know, there's just such a personality, especially in some of the worlds. The whole world may have a Koopa Troopa, or a fucking world modeled after a giant Mario in which you have to go ahead and go with inside. That's traumatic. Being inside a replicated fucking statuesque level of yourself. How does one do that? And he goes to the moon. The moon. pre to Super Mario Galaxy, in my opinion. You guys, keep up the good work. Fucking awesome game. Later. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah, well,
1: thanks, George. Um, I think that we're we're pretty much in agreement with the, with those points. Um, <laughs> you know, you, you, you put it very well. Uh, you know, the, the things about the, this game that, that are awesome, and also just kind of how uh, how underrated it is as a Mario game. Like when people list off Mario games, they don't think of this game, which is it is a crying shame.
0: Yeah. And and it's so weird because, you know, considering how important the Game Boy has been to Nintendo over Nintendo's entire lifespan, the Game Boy and and the DS, you know, most of Nintendo's profit and kind of uh, market share comes from the fact that they sell a butt ton of handheld consoles. And you would think that it would get more respect for being a Mario title on that kind of device. Right.
1: Right. right. I I agree. Um, And again, I agree with pretty much everything that you said about this game. This game is incredible. Thank you very much for responding. Um, it seemed like we had some some kind of initial interest in this game when we first announced it, but did not get a, a, a whole world of responses. Um, that could be because of the holiday season and people just kind of being busy mm-hmm. to play through games or being busy playing uh, those dastardly new games.
0: Uh, um, new we, games.
1: Ooh, I love them so, but I, I also want to say that I hate them officially. <laughs> but I like them also on the record. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, it'd be, and so so, George, um, you have have won our prize for this episode by taking the time. We really appreciate it.
0: Yeah.
1: And uh, yeah,
0: uh, we'll be in touch with you on that. Or if you want to get a hold of us, that'd be great. And uh, we will hook you up with uh, something, which is good.
1: Right. And that's something maybe uh, <laughs> our next game, if you're if you're interested. Um, so the next two episodes, we're doing our first two parter on Final Fantasy VI. So uh, the first episode we're doing uh, in, you know, in two weeks' time on the World of Balance. Second episode on the World of Ruin. If you're interested in playing along, or of George, if you're interested in having that as a prize, um, that is available on the Virtual Concept. Con- virtual Concept? <laughs> the Virtual Concept, yeah. <laughs> the, yes, the Virtual con- We can't call it a console because it's not actually yeah. a thing. It's more mm-hmm. like a Virtual Concept. <laughs> um, on the Virtual Console, uh, for $8 for the Super Nintendo version, a.k.a. Final Fantasy III, Um, You can get the PlayStation port from the uh, PlayStation 1 on the PSN network for, I think, $6. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Um, And the the version that we like best, which we probably won't buy you because it's kind of expensive, (laughs) is the the Game Boy Advance version, um, Final Fantasy VI Advance. And that is, I've seen that that version kind of unfairly maligned in in some circles, which I think is
0: crazy. There's some purists who think that the music emulation isn't right.
1: It's not as good, but for all the other things, it does right. You know, well, well worth it. Um, I mentioned this on the Facebook page. The one thing I don't like about the Game Boy Advance is there's no headphone jack Mm -hmm. on it. And I do a lot of my my portable gaming on the bus. So I was disappointed playing through Final Fantasy VI because I couldn't listen to the music. But what I did was I loaded up my iPod with Final Fantasy VI music and just listened to random tracks while playing uh, areas. If I was really crazy, I would set the, the music from each zone I was in on a loop if i was if i was crazy but i'm not i just you know i've just been enjoying the kind of full century experience
0: and that. and that right there folks is a life hack
1: yeah <laughs> there we go i just i just hacked my life yeah um so so that's what we're doing next i'm really excited about it i'm mm-hmm. about i'm about halfway through the world of balance now and having tons of fun and using I'm, making that game.
0: I'm making some progress too
1: um so after that is After that,
0: um, at the beginning of February, you're going to be doing Metroid Fusion, which is on the uh, uh, Game Boy Advance, also available on the uh, 3DS eShop. Pretty cheap, too, if you can find it in a store. Um, There are a lot of those made. Um, So quick, quick, uh, quick correction on that. Um, So it's not available on the eShop. It it was given to the
1: 3DS ambassadors. Oh, but it's not available for sale on the eShop.
0: I gotcha. So, wow, that, that doesn't make any sense.
1: Yeah, I mean, at some point it will be. It's one of these things where they're kind of playing chicken, saying, like, these things are yours, you know, for buying the system early. We're never going to release them for sale. I would be surprised if they never do that. <laughs> I bet you they will release it for sale, but not yet. Yeah. Right now, your best bet for getting a hold of this is to to head down to a game store um, and you can probably find it for six or eight bucks. Yeah.
0: But that'll be episode number 12. Episode 13 will be Silent Hill 2. Uh, which is My favorite game um, in the entire whole wide world. I'm I'm greatly looking forward to playing this game. <laughs> and then uh, what are we doing after that? Because this one's um, big for you too.
1: Yeah, this is, this is uh, so so we're taking a break from some of Cole's favorite games <laughs> to play some of my favorite games <laughs> to keep things equitable. Um, after that, we're doing another long one. Uh, we're doing Planescape Torment, which is a computer RPG based on uh, Dungeons and Dragons campaign setting. It's available on Good Old Games um, for either six dollars or ten dollars. Um, either way, it's worth it. Um, it is it is a wonderful game. It's oftentimes held up when people talk about good writing in games. They uh, they bring up Torment, and I think that is totally true. And uh, it is it is an amazing game, but again, a long one. So if you're looking to play along with us um, with that, it might be good to start you know in a couple
0: weeks. So yeah, that takes us up through at least the uh, the first half of March. So Q1 is nailed down. But of course, <laughs> if you would like to uh, give some suggestions here, we've got a lot of got a lot of time to fill here.
1: Yeah. yeah um, Final Fantasy VI was suggested by my friend Tom. Yeah, I believe um, this game was just something we kind of pulled out. Uh, but Metroid Fusion was another suggestion. I mean, we still we do listener suggestions. It's mm-hmm. just with a biweekly podcast. We can't do them all, but we still want to hear
0: them. Yeah. So if you want to get a hold of us with those suggestions, uh, the best way would be uh, to hit us up at uh, watch out for fireballs at duckfeed.tv. You can also uh, do it publicly. Show yourself. Damn it. And go to <laughs> facebook.com slash watch out for fireballs. That is a, uh, a great way to uh, get those uh, things in front of us. I check it a lot, even if I don't spend a lot of time on Facebook. And, uh, of course, uh, you can, you know, call the voicemail, which I was so happy. Yeah. We got a call, uh, this time, not just to, you know, talk about the game that we're playing, but, to, but to say, Hey, you know, tell us what's up. Tell us about your day. Yeah. Or you, or you can if you have any like
1: uh any questions or anything like that, like any interesting ideas for topics or anything you want to hear us talk about, we'd love to hear that. Um you know, it depending on time, it might not make it into the episode, but we could craft an extrasode around it. Yeah. Um speaking of extrasodes, um so every episode of Watch Out for Fireballs does tend to run a little bit long and we take some of the runoff and uh <laughs> and from each episode and construct it into a ten or fifteen minute little extrasode. If uh if you do uh, you know, Mention us on Facebook or rate or review us on iTunes um, or do you'll know, help out the show in, in some way. We're happy to get you those extrasodes. Um, I've emailed out a few of them mm-hmm. to some people who have really, really helped us out. Um, speaking of the Facebook, just when I want to get, you know, we passed our 50, 50 Facebook friends milestone, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, my – I just a uh, quick kind of shout out and mention my friend uh, Chuck. You know, kind of did some stuff to kind of advertise the show on his Facebook. Oh, great. Which is really nice. And then uh, watch out for Fireball superfan Yala or or Jala. I'm not exactly sure how Mm -hmm. to pronounce. It's Um, (laughs) J-A-L-A. So if I'm pronouncing it wrong, I apologize. Um, She's been really supportive um, on Facebook and then also in other places on the Internet. Uh, Wrote kind of like a blog review. Things like that are all help us out tons. We're not associated with any company or anything like that. So we need all the help that we can get.
0: Yeah. So it is it is truly appreciated. That's how shows grow. That's how shows thrive is uh, is by people evangelizing us. And we are fortunate enough to have, to have people who do that. So, yeah. you know, it, it is it is truly appreciated. If you do any of those things, um, you know, let us know, you know, if you if you write a review, send an email that way, you're sure to get your, uh, you know, your extra episodes etc., um uh I have some more buttons to send out um for the second wave. So if you haven't gotten one in the first wave that uh Gary sent out recently here, um get a hold of me at the aforementioned places and I will be sending out the next wave. Plenty of love to go around. So uh so yeah, get it. Put it on your stuff. Show it Absolutely. to the world.
2: Yeah,
1: so should be out with it. <laughs> um the the other thing that you'll wanna be out with is that uh that, that's a that's a sloppy segue. Uh, <laughs> Um, you don't even know where I was going, but it, no. it, it's sloppy. So the other thing you're going to want to be out with is your love of other podcasts by us. Uh, <laughs> if you are interested in uh, in Cole's other shows that, that he does, um, head on over to www.duckfeed.tv. Uh, there you can check out Those Damn Ross Kids, which is a comedy, weird news show he does with his brother. Um, it's one of my favorites, and I, I keep up with that every week. It's very good. Um, He also does Stand Under the Don't Tree and Riddle Me This, which is a long, impressively (laughs) long-running video game podcast that kind of delves in different subjects and news and everything. Very good as well and well worth your time.
0: Yeah, well, thank you. And if you want to hear some of uh, Gary's creative content that he's put together, he has a variety show, comedy, music, all those good things, uh, skits, sketchlets, called Dead Idea Valhalla at deadidealvalhalla.com. Um, if I can make a recommendation, his most recent episode, and he has scaling back production just a little bit, but uh, all of them hold, you know, all of them hold up. So go back and listen to all of them. But his most recent episode entitled "The Good Waifu." Um, is um, just a work of Andy Kaufman esque genius, <laughs> okay. I have to say, and I don't throw the uh, I don't throw the old AK's name around uh, too lightly. So, you know,
1: <laughs> I, I definitely definitely appreciate that. That's a pl- you know I'm, I'm I'm working on you know some some podcraft for the for the next week or so.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, the the finale of the series as it is now should be out by the time you get this episode. Um, but after that, there's still gonna be a place for music. I'm still gonna put up. Um, you know, just different ideas and experiments and stuff I have, just not on a regular schedule. Yeah. So uh, go there for for Gary Butterfield on the internet. I'm also there's some comics I've been doing too. I might put up there as well. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind
0: of a general catch-all kind of place. Yeah. So go and check that out if you like Gary, and uh, keep on checking us out because we really appreciate it. You know. Yeah. We, a, we like you. Yeah, we do. We you yeah. you know you have you have choices in what you listen to and how you spend your time, and that you spend time with us is both mystifying and um, appreciated. So thank you. Absolutely. Since we want to keep you around and since we want you to always listen to us and always continue to listen to us, we care about your well-being. We don't want you to be
1: downsized. (laughs) Exactly. So so any
0: any use of the verb. Any use of that verb. Um, So I think our best little piece of advice to you would be uh, don't take any wooden nickels. uh, Don't believe everything (laughs) that you read. And of course. Uh, Always, always
1: watch out for fireballs. I love how how uh Mario impersonations is like the last bastion of acceptable Italian American <laughs> stereotyping. <laughs>
2: like,
1: there's no way to do a Mario impersonation that you just don't sound awful. But, like, and it's and it's so fun to do. It is. It's I great. Like, I it's so fun. I uh, God. Damn it, Nintendo. Why are you <laughs> enabling us? Yeah, this this grudge against Mussolini after <laughs> After that whole axis thing, and then you just come up with this, you know, this way to just legitimize Italian-American I, racism I just picture, for a whole
0: generation. I just picture him Mario being hung by his feet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you know, say, say what you will about Mario, but he made the pipes run on time. Yeah. So,
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, Naria backed, up, <laughs> Naria backed up toilet in the kingdom.